What's the word, everybody out there? It's your favorite MC slash favorite RT, Iron Emperor, a.k.a. Flo Rogan, a.k.a. Mario Flopez, a.k.a. Just Flowing with the River. And today, today's episode is obviously about a very hot topic, a very polarizing and divisive topic in our culture at the moment. And that is the phenomenon. And I call him a phenomenon because I don't think that's debatable at this moment. There isn't a much hotter topic. It's the phenomenon of Mr. Kevin Samuels. And I decided instead of coming on here and just ranting and raving and supporting and not supporting and fighting with people, I decided to bring in a professional in this conversation. And I was able to bring uh, Mr. Jeff Brentley, who is a licensed therapist in the D.C. area, saw my post and decided to offer his account. So I brought him in to get a professional point of view. And I can't say 100% non-biased because he is a male. However, he came in here with the education to speak about this topic. And I appreciated him for that. Now, my stance on Kevin Samuels, I I say pretty early on in the episode. I'm not going to give away too much. But for the most part, I do support a lot of the things that he says or a good amount. However, I can also admit that he really Sometimes things need a little jab, and he gives a Mike Tyson, Lennox Lewis, Deontay Wilder, Haymaker when it's unnecessary. Uh, some of his point of views are really outdated, I think. Some of his point of views are wild. But a lot of his points are the truth. As far as I see things, and a lot of men that I speak to see things, and it seems like people want the truth until they don't agree with it, and then it becomes offensive, or then it becomes rude, and then it becomes disrespectful. I don't agree with that. I've watched hours and hours of this guy and I see where he can go left. I see where he sets traps, but we'll get into that in an episode. When I started thinking about the intro to do this, mind you, I recorded that episode with Mr. Brantley last week. I'm recording this intro on the day of the release of the episode, which is March 8th on Monday. And as I was thinking of this intro, I had a lot of time to just think and look at things and I looked at Derek Jackson and Steve Harvey and things like that. And I realized I don't want to be a part of this fight anymore. I also realized that my anger and, you know, people who know me know this. And if you don't, you know, I don't mind speaking on it. I had such an anger at women at a point in time. And I still do that. That has not disappeared. I still have my angers now. Nowhere like it used to be. Um, I was at a point where I actually had a hatred for women. I don't mind admitting that. And I don't mean hatred as in dump them in the river. No, 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 no. Let's not go that far. What I mean is I got very tired of the hypocrisies, the the double standards and the unrealistic expectations like nigga 6'2", let me get a 6'3", dude. Like that's how I saw the world. And most importantly, I got very tired of the lack of accountability. Let me give you an example of what I mean by the lack of accountability and just the way Shit is almost set up to just remove the accountability. Example, let's say I have a girlfriend, me and my girlfriend break up. More than likely, the question that I'm going to be asked is, well, Iron, what did you do? The question that she's initially going to be asked, what did he do? And I don't want to hear this shit. Oh, it's usually the guy. Bullshit. Trust me, I've been in these streets enough to know it's a lot of fuck shit on both sides of the fence. But my point is the fact that that's the way that the questioning is usually lined up. It kind of just builds this 
this wall of of or, or, I should say this lack of accountability and it's bullshit to me it's like what I was getting annoyed with it seemed like no matter what happened on this side and by this side I mean the woman's side there was always a reason why I was like that well I'm like this because boom 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 this happened because boom 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 and it's rarely because I just fucked up whereas on the men's side it always felt like well, men are this way because that's just the way they are. Or this is how they are. This is what it, I don't get the benefit of the backstory. And if you think about it, and I don't really come off of this stance. I No matter how much I feel like I don't want to be involved in this bullshit, and I just see the need to heal, I'm not going to get off the hill. And I'll die on the hill of saying, men need to get a little more understanding as well with shit. It's very rare that we are giving, well, this happened because when he grew up, this is how he was raised. It's never given, it's very rarely given to us. Meanwhile, on the other side, oh, yeah, she's like that because of boom, boom, boom. He cheated. This is one of my favorite things to counter with when I hear this. Well, if a woman cheated, he must not have been bringing something emotional. Couldn't be just that she just wants some side dick, which is her business. I have fucked many girlfriends and fiancés. Let's make that clear. And a lot of people say, well, she cheated because he wasn't emotionally providing something so she had to get that from somewhere else that's all well and good if you can accept the fact that a man can say well i cheated because she wasn't physically and sexually providing for me what this girl over here did here did so if he's given and again that's the contradiction part of it as well that i just kind of grew very tired of now i know a lot of people are listening to this i'm sure a good amount of people listen to this have you turned it off already put their Mr. or Mrs. Potato Head angry eyebrows on and won't, won't listen to a fucking thing that comes after this. And maybe there's some people that agree with what I'm saying, but I'm trying to be very forthright and upfront with you. So because of my anger and because of the the way that I saw a lot of things, obviously I leaned towards a lot of things that Kevin was saying. I didn't agree with enough, everything. I have enough clarity and I'm grounded enough to understand that some of this shit is wild, <laughs> you know, but I also see Derek, uh, Derek Jackson is his name, right? I see a lot of my female friends liking a lot of his shit, but not a lot of Kevin Samuel stuff. And then I sat and thought about it, and I was like, well, why is that? Let me just say what I think about Derek Jackson. We didn't get into him in this episode. I think Derek Jackson is extremely dangerous, extremely dangerous. He's almost a polar opposite of Mr. Samuels. And th- Kevin Samuels can be extremely dangerous as well. I can admit that. Derek Jackson, let me just put this out there for you ladies. He's painting the perfect, unattainable type of nigga. There's no man out there like that. And I'm sure he's done it once in a while. I've watched a lot of his videos, and I found that I was triggered by his videos. Same way a lot of women are triggered by Kevin Samuels, because this dude, is he strips all the accountability from women, from what I see. And that's not good. I don't think that's, we both need to be accountable for where we fuck up at or else how are we going to grow. Steve Harvey, I'm not even going to talk about. That nigga is useless. Steve Harvey, if you listen to Steve Harvey for your man advice, you might as well go ask your dog what he thinks about men because it's the same shit. Um, so Steve Harvey, he's a wash. That nigga is what I call a Benedict Arnold to the to the nut-carrying society. Um, but I realized that um, most of these guys just kind of benefit off of the anger that exists between us. And I didn't realize that until a friend of mine, Nadia actually 
put that in my head and Nadia, I consider her a feminist. I don't know if she would consider herself that, but I consider her a feminist. And this is one of my closer friends, me and her go to war, but I love her to death. And we would talk. I responded to one of her posts about Kevin Samuels and she was telling me, you know, it's just one thing that becomes clear is there's a lot of anger and hurt between the genders. hundred percent true. Matter of fact, Today, somebody that I have been building a good relationship with, it's a friendly relationship, told me today that she no longer wants to, she no longer enjoys our friendship because of the way I speak about women or how I feel about women, which is odd to me, honestly, because I haven't really told her shit lately, but that's all good. And But it just goes to show this anger that is festering in here. And she's in a relationship with a dope dude from everything that I know about homeboy. Man, I fully support this guy. I fully support them. I think they're dope. I think homie is a stand-up black man. And so, but still, there's an anger there or a reason for a need to detach. And you know what? I said, no doubt. Best of luck. You know, do you? And so be it. You know, another addition to the subtraction list. That's life. But the anger that festers, there's casualties in the war that really doesn't seem to have an end goal to it. And these guys make great careers off of fanning the flames of this. So after this episode, I mean, I'm sure I'll touch on it, but for the most part, I don't want to, I don't want to be a guy that eats off of this plate. I want to heal because it's obvious that I still have a lot of anger and hurt in myself. And these guys, while Kevin Samuels doesn't exactly give any advice. Neither does Derek Jackson. And I do enjoy the fact, and I will call a contradiction. I laugh at the fact that people are questioning Kevin Samuels, um, um, his credentials. Nobody that questions Derek Jackson's credentials, though. But again, that's the confirmation bias. So on this episode, on Women's Day, I didn't even realize it was Women's Day. So happy Women's Day. Um, I want to get into this topic. I hope you guys listen. I hope you guys listen to it open heart and open mind. And as usual, I'm open to feedback. Give me feedback. I'm here to argue. If you want to argue, we can have an argument, not a fight. But we can do this. And um, I wrote notes down for the intro. It's a long intro. And I, I actually wanted to say something about why I think Steve Harvey's a sellout. And one of the things that I saw that got me angry was, um, you know, well, one of the things that I thought of before I started this intro that I was going to come and just kind of clap with was it's funny how now that we as men have a guy that talks like this after years and years of nothing but like honest man hate. I don't know if that could be debated. There's a lot of people that have made careers off of man hate, overt man hate. I thought of an episode of Steve Harvey where this young man was walking up there and was talking about with his wife or his girlfriend why he wasn't ready to get married yet. And he was like, you know, I came from the inner city. I didn't have a lot of male. You can look it up. I didn't have a lot of male role models. I want to make sure that I'm in a position to provide for my wife before I pop the question. And before he was able to, able to finish his sentence, he was cut off by Kerry Champion, who said, no, that's bullshit. And all the ladies in the crowd were cheering Kerry Champion on. Who gave a fuck about what the man was thinking? That's the energy that I was going to bring into this episode. But then there's more, as I sat and I think, thought about it more. Realized that I was getting anxious when people were sending me shit. And I'll be looking at this is what a man is. And this is and, and this is what do you mean? And blah, blah, blah. These are people just taking advantage. Nobody's trying to help. They're just trying to take advantage. 
and I don't want to be involved in it anymore. <laughs> you know, I don't want to. I don't want to listen to this shit. I don't want to have these debates. We can have talks. And I'm not going to completely eliminate myself, but this is becoming all-consuming, and I see it as a cancer, and it's going to cause more division for now until we can all sit down and really, really try and figure this out and get therapy about this shit. Long-ass intro, but it's worth it. My name is Iron. What's good, everybody? It's your favorite MC slash favorite RT slash favorite low-key sex worker. And I'm here with a very special guest. We're going to talk about a topic that is, it's it's fiery. I'll say that to say the least. So instead of just having my own opinions on this, I brought in somebody that's actually qualified to speak or at least represent something, you know, that's not just a regular nigga on the microphone talking shit. Um, so I'm here with Mr. Jeff Brentley, and he is the executive director of Finding Clarity. Am I correct? That's correct. Please introduce yourself to the crowd, my friend. Hello, everyone. Uh, Iron Emperor, thanks for having me. Man, thanks for coming uh, on, bro. Yeah, my name is Jeff Brentley. I'm the founder and executive director of Finding Clarity. We are a mental health practice here in the Washington, D.C. metro area, providing outpatient counseling uh, to uh, to families, children, teens, couples, uh, around a whole host of issues. I've been a licensed therapist for now, I guess, coming up on uh, about 15, 16 years or so. Man, that um, means been a little while. people getting old, bro. When you can say you've done one thing for that long. <laughs> that's yeah. a, that's <laughs> a, definitely getting old. Man. I used to have a real solid hairline back when we first met. Man, now you see how you see man, you you to, to go back to the ball head. <laughs> you know what though, bro? No pause. You got the right dome shape for it, man. If I fuck, if I ever go ball, bro, it's over. It's, it's a wrap <laughs> for me, man. Because I got these like little. I got this weird like peak in my head, and these little dents on us. It, it whatever. Uh, yeah, it would it would be a wrap. I'm confident now. That shit would be it'd be over though. Well, I, mean, I guess. I guess I just got lucky, huh? <laughs> Yo, man, it, it, yeah, it, luckily that doesn't happen in my family too often. You know what I'm okay. saying? On either side. I mean, my grandfather went bald to like 70. I don't care at that point. Oh, okay. So, yeah. at that point, whatever, <laughs> man. I'll be doing crack at that point. Just, you know, just why not, dude? Everything's done. <laughs> so, y'all, let's get into it with this dude, man. Um, My, my little opinion of the guys, I actually, I find him to be vital to an extent. Like, if anything, he starts a conversation at the least. Now, whether that conversation goes anywhere, you know, that, that's up to the people that's having a convo. But I personally, I, I really like how, I like how truthful he is personally. And you can dissect everything I'm saying here. You know what I'm saying? That's the whole point of you here, right? I like how he speaks. Well, I don't like how he speaks, but I like the fact that he speaks very truthful. And he seems like he debunks a lot of these myths that a lot of women do have. A lot of these fantasies, I should say, that a lot of women that that Disney has kind of created, you know, um, and I don't know, man, but I also see he's supremely hard on single mothers. He shits on them to like, to level he finds them like they're useless. And I don't agree with that. Mm -hmm. So um, what do you think of the man in general? Let me just ask you that. Well, um, I'm going to be honest. The first time I just, um, I heard about him. I'd seen maybe like a clip somewhere here or there. Mm-hmm. And then actually it was through one of my clients actually was really, you know, really talking about it was a, uh, it was a black male. And was saying like, yeah, you know, I was really watching a lot of these videos and he's a single guy. 
Um, and he's in that category that he talks about, you know, that's a quote unquote uh, high value. To the, the high value male. Yeah. And so he kept like, you know, amping up on us. I said, all right, let me check a couple of these videos out, just kind of see what he's talking about. Mm-hmm. And so when I started watching the videos, you know, I'm admit I haven't seen all, you know, all of them, but I've seen quite a few of his clips. And, you know, I could tell that a lot of women were really intensely triggered by this guy. It's crazy, man. Like, it, um, it's a serious triggering. Yeah, very, a lot, very triggering. And there was, you know, I come to find myself, um, as I'm watching him, pause. Is it cool for me to say his name? Yeah, of course, man. Okay, okay. I mean, sometimes. Well, absolutely, bro. Okay. Huh, come on. Edit that, your, edit your, that your, client, <laughs> your client or the guy? Oh, I'm definitely not saying my client. Oh, that's say, right. yeah, that that no. <laughs> so it's all about Kevin Samuels. That's what yeah, we're talking yeah, about. Yeah, that's the point. Absolutely. Okay. So we're talking about Kevin Samuels. You said it first. There we go. I did. <laughs> so um actually with the conversation that he was having, I found myself, you know, it, it I found myself, you know, it it really kind of re- re- reminded me of, you know, I found myself saying, like, okay, this is a conversation I've been having for going on almost 20 years. As in a topic that Kevin talks about. Yeah, about 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 men and being men and being in high demands, particularly black men. Right. Um, and I can see where a lot, you know, a lot of women have been triggered. Um, and I've been dealing with this both in my personal life as well as my professional life. A lot of women, especially black women, looking for you know who become reach a heart, certain level of, of of success in their career. Yeah. And then looking at it and saying, well, where are the black men who are you know in a situation like me? And who are doing better than me and, mm-hmm. and just not finding them. Or at the very least, like there's so few of us that they're like, well, what, what in the world is going on? Yeah. And so, um, you know, a lot of what he says uh, in terms of like the data, um, and admittedly I haven't really been in heavy into a lot of the data, at, you know, more recently, uh, but even just, you know, going further back, you know, a lot of the looking at the data what, and how he describes like in terms of the black men who are the quote unquote high value men. Yeah you know, like the numbers just aren't in, in, in a lot of black women's favor. And there are a lot of reasons for that. We'll get Absolutely. to that. Today. Yeah. Um, you know, and so a lot of women, even when I have these conversations, both as clients um, and both in a professional life are very triggered by the idea that, you know, the, the perception or the, the kind of the view that they've been taught of the kind of man to get, right. You know, the numbers aren't necessarily in their favor. So there's some yeah. things that he does that I think are real on point. There's some stuff I think a lot of people need to remember. Um, one, this is a TV show. Yeah, that's what I say all the time. And I say this with him too, about him as well. Hey, if he came here and just spoke, that dude would get about 50 views. That's it. Mm-hmm. And then secondly, he comes from a business background, sales background, and he's an image consultant. So he understands I have to present something. Yeah. So I think what he's doing is probably like 80% him and 20%. I mean, I'm making that up. 80% him and 20% all the show business. You know what I'm saying? This is my business. Well, he actually said he actually said that in one of the videos. I think it was, uh, it might've been the um, in the interview he did with No Jumper, where he actually said in some of his earlier stuff, it wasn't catching. Right. And one of his friends that actually are in the industry was like, look, man, like, you got to do some do something else to add some more pizzazz yeah. here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, he, that. he said, you boring as fuck. Yeah, it was like, yeah, where's the where's the guy that I'm usually hanging out with? Like, who's yeah, laughing yeah, yeah. and got like we cracking? Like, where's that guy on camera? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, so I heard that. I, I heard yeah. that interview. Yeah, so you know, part I think the first thing you know when when people see this and recognize that this is a show. This is a guy who's got a show on social media, on YouTube, so on and so forth. Right. Second thing is also again remember, you know, he is he's not a therapist, so there are things that he's going to miss because he's just mm-hmm. not. It's not in his field, right? Right. 
even though and even though and I do I, one of the things I do very much so like about him is that he very much so is encouraging of people to go to therapy. I love that about him. That is yeah, so I, key. I really appreciate that, you know. Yeah. Um and you know and I think the other part that people miss or they they're it was part that's triggering for them is the term of the value, right? As some of the verbiage in there, and I think we'll talk about that some today. Okay. Like when, you know, some people talk about like, when he says, all right, the high value man, people yeah. automatically jump into, well, that means as a woman, I'm not any good. Or, oh, that means that, yeah. you know, like, they you know, equate their value to what they, what he, right. They're, like they're, it's, they're, and, and they're also taking like a personal insult, like, oh, it's high value. That means that if I'm anything less than that, I don't have a value. Yeah. And that's not necessarily what, what, what that means. I, I get him to mean it more in a sense of a supply and demand kind of thing. Um, if you're looking at it from that lens, it makes more sense. Absolutely. If you look at what he's talking about on totality for the kind of men that are, that I would refer to as like the high, the men who are highest in demand. Yeah. That makes sense. That makes sense. Cause like he, he broke this shit down. I, again, I don't know if his math was absolutely correct, but he, he I actually posted it on my page because I feel like I'm I'm part of that club. I'm feeling myself a bit, right? But he said it's a man making over 100000 whatever it was, whatever the numbers was, or what he deems as a high-value man. He said- Well, I think the numbers down. are important. I right. think the numbers are important. So, break, no, I'm going to say the numbers that he said. So, he, at the, he broke everything down, and he just kind of made like a random number to take away like gay men and things like that. He said, at the end of the day, in the United States, there's probably like 180,000 of these men that millions of women are going after, which is what I get what you're saying. Right, right. That's what I get what you're saying. The high value is, well, for every one of me, there's 600,000 of them trying to get to the one person. So I get what you're saying. So so that conversation, again, I've been having this conversation for now, looking at this, and yeah, we definitely get no because I've been having this conversation for 20 years. Um, Again, something you've been doing. I want to disclose something personally here. So, where I first actually first had this combo, Mm -hmm. I was in undergrad, and there was this girl I had a little vibe with. I was trying to get where we had been talking back and forth. And then over a summer, like I was on campus, she was away. I went to Michigan State University for undergrad, go green. There we go. And so, um, and then she gets on campus and she kind of plays me to the left, like just kind of blows me off. And I'm like, what the hell is this? Like, yeah, been there. <laughs> and, it, and it was another guy that I knew, and I'm not going to say his name. Mm-hmm. And we kind of had, we were in a, we we're in a similar circle. And so he was dealing with women that were my friends. And so we kind of, and then come to find out that girl, he had a thing with, mm-hmm. and so it came to a situation we were working. I was like, you know, I just need to talk to this guy and just have a man to man combo. Cause mm-hmm. I'm sure it's going to come around my name and I don't need to be, you know, some drama. Yeah. And so, and I was kind of really down about this. And then admittedly, I was a bit of a, you know, I was kind of the militant guy in college mm-hmm. for a while. And I totally see kind that. Of the late, kind of the late bloomer, like the I dude that go dates in high school kind of thing, right? Yeah. And so, and I'm talking to him about this situation with a girl. And he said, you know what, Jeff, man, let me tell you to like this. He said, flat out, you got to understand. And I know when I say this, women, you hear this, you're going to be upset. And you it's probably okay. heard me say this. He was like, you know, Jeff, you got to understand you're the prize. Tell him. He said, these, he said, you understand at the time I was like 21. Yeah. Like, look, you're a guy that you're in college. You know, you got plans to go to graduate school. You're mm-hmm. smart. You're not out on the street selling dope. Mm-hmm. You're not doing a bunch of knucklehead stuff. And plus these women outnumber you on that's, this campus. That's the key right there too. Right? Just in general. Like they've significantly outnumber you. And so the more you go on the water, it's going to be so like, I wouldn't even sweat none of these women. Mm-hmm. And I'm, 
softening some of the language. I got you. you almost said it. I got you. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He said, I don't even sweat none of these ladies. Because here's the reality. He's like, you know, you're the one that's the prize. And in time, these women are going to be begging for you. And they'll be crying for men mm-hmm. like you and I. Right. And when he said that, it really helped rechange, like re- rephrase my like, yeah, yeah. view. Yeah. And, and so what I did, and what I did like at the time I was also a researcher a bit, right? So I actually started looking at the numbers and looking at the, the percentage of black men relative to black women or, rel- or relative to women who are going into higher education, mm-hmm. you know, going to graduate school. Like I got my master's in clinical social work at Columbia University. Mm-hmm. You know, one of our good friends got his PhD from there. You know, I'm the one who convinced him to go to that program, right? right? right. You know, other people, right? And so when we're looking at the numbers at the time, they said the numbers were really something like at least seven to one, Crazy. just raw numbers. Crazy. It's like, Crazy. but then that, then once you factor in, there's going to be the gay guy. There's yeah. going to be the guy that's married. Mm-hmm. Like those numbers start to jump up to like 20 plus 30 to one yeah. women, you know, of eligible black women to one black man. That's crazy. So that puts so that puts us in a category in, in statistically, it just puts the numbers in our favor. And you know what? It's fucked up because growing up, you know, all of the songs, all the movies, everything is, well, the woman is the prize. And I'm not here to say women aren't the prize. Let's let's get that clear. But the reality of it is, it makes them feel like because I I see this all the time, even in my late 30s now, a lot of women, I want him to choose me. But you gotta kind of put yourself out there as well because there's a lot more of you than me, you know, and you sh- like, I should, be, I, you need to understand that I am also a prize. You know what I'm saying? It's not just, I'm going to chase you down to the end of the river. Like, eh, well, that sounds like some psycho shit, but you get what I'm saying. You get what I'm saying. <laughs> That's not, yeah, we don't want you. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. I don't mean like that. We don't know Jason Voorhees joining us. <laughs> no, no, sir. <laughs> But I think that's what he's kind of, you know, putting out there. And he's he's letting them know, like, you are all chasing one man. So this man has options. So what do you bring into the table? Yeah. So, uh, you know, he I do I do value the fact that he says you have to consider what the man wants. Mm-hmm. You know, a relationship is a mutual arrangement. Excuse me. It's got to be something that both people are in agreement with and that they, you know, they, they work together on. It's also a, it's, you're also very much so a team. Yeah. You know, every team can't have five, you know, every five, you know, basketball team can't have five LeBron Jameses on the court. It's just not going to work. You got to have, you know, a point guard, you got to have a shooting guard, you got to play play different positions. Even though LeBron's the greatest ever, better than Mike at me. I ain't going to go that far, bro. Uh, (laughs) I'm not, I got number three on my list. I got a number three, but that's a whole different conversation. This guy. You know, yeah, but, um, uh, you know, like, so, you know, it, it, we have to have some 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 reasonable expectations of what's going of, of this of what you're looking for in a relationship, mm-hmm. and women particularly, I think, are really triggered because they've been told a line, you know, raised a line to you know a a, a a view that is not necessarily consistent with the society that we're currently living in, yeah. especially Black women. Right. You know. You know. When we look at, okay, looking back, let's say around the 60s and let's say in the 70s, right? Mm-hmm. In the 1970s, you're coming after the end, you know, towards the end of the civil rights era, you know, of the 1960s. And what you had in the 70s in this country, you had a lot of programs that were being put together to try to create more integration. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't just an, when we think about integration, we think about in terms of racial, of a racial lens, yeah. but it was also around gender or gender from a gender lens. Okay. 
So you had a lot of programs where you were trying to increase more women into, into our society, into higher education, you know, into the workforce. I mean, women had already been in the workforce since like World War II, but there were yeah. real limitations on that, right? Right. And some of these programs actually made significant advancement. But there was a trap. The trap, and part of this was like promoted by, you know, encouraged by the women and the women's rights movement, right? Mm-hmm. And so part of the miscalculation that they made, and part of it they didn't, they wouldn't have, they couldn't have foreseen coming. Yeah. Uh, they made a miscalculation on the impact of race and the interaction of race and gender in, in the American society. And made a lot of assumptions that black men were able to benefit from our society structure in the way that white men had been able to. Hmm. And so uh, one of our old professors at one of my old professors at Columbia, his name is Ron Mincy, who was you know an MIT trained economist. Mm-hmm. And he did he does a lot of work on fatherhood and black fatherhood. And one of the, you know, one of the books that he wrote, he talked about targeted black fathers and black men. And so we're really we've over the last you know, 40 years, we kind of hit this, black men were kind of this pocket that was very difficult to reach. So for example, what would happen was during those programs, again, you have, you know, you know, um, uh, advancements and efforts to try to increase both people of color mm-hmm. as well as women. And so what ended up happening is black women were able to tap into two different Double pockets. Up. Yeah. Right. Also from an institution, Mm -hmm. they were able to say, well, you know what, if we bring in more black women thinking from, you know, a a feminist lens, naturally they thought, oh, well, you know, if we bring in more, you know, black women, it's kind of, they're fighting this dual oppression thing. Right. 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 And there's some certain reality to that. Right. Um, But what they miscalculated then was again, the, the ability for black men to, to, to take advantage, they, they overestimated the strength of our manhood. Yeah. Because then what you end up having was, you know, through, you know, not just the efforts of systematic racism, efforts related to like the, um, the school to prison pipeline, uh, you know, mass incarceration of the 80s and 90s. It was actually a very, you know, a very systemic attack on black men. Yeah. If you even look at the 1960s, on the black family, there was a policy around, you know, around public assistance, they actually said men couldn't be in the house. So a lot of people think that black men being, um, you know, ex, you know, exiting families mm-hmm. to an extent, like meaning no longer married, was a thing of slavery. It wasn't. It was actually a function of, you know, of, of a welfare policy. They said, okay, if there's a man in the house, you can't have a man living in the home in order to receive public assistance. Wow. So a lot of guys, people who are may not necessarily been married, but living together, yeah. I said, okay, in order to get public assistance, this guy's got to go. That's so the guy is now kicked out of the house. Yeah. And so now he's off, you know, maybe then went off to fight Vietnam or just got caught up in the drug era or whatever. Mm-hmm. This is in the 1960s and, you know, in early 70s. And then so black women started to get, you know, black men, you know, our, the avenues for us got pushed and pushed further, further, you know, down into the ground, so to say. Yeah. It was harder for us to get, you know, access to resources. And so many of us, it made the easy transition over into the, especially at that time, you're talking about 80s, crack comes crack, on, it's like, crack. oh. Yeah. I can sell. I can start. I can sell some dope. Yeah, <laughs> I can sell this crack, and I can make more employer. money than my family's ever made yeah. in ten years. Yeah, I'm going to do this. That was the Walmart of the time, man. Just the biggest employer. <laughs> you right. Know, so then, the so then at the same time, you have black women who are who are now you know who are on a beginning of a path to start to um, to start to their 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 growth and 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 various high society and well, not high society but in academia. Yeah. 
and so over generations, you've seen, you know, let's say in the 80s and 90s, more and more black men who are being incarcerated. Now we're not, and you know, we're no longer able to take advantage yeah. of the ed- educational opportunities because so many of us were incarcerated. Right. So there's more positions open for the people that's right. So then what so then you just have this runaway effect. Yeah. Black men are in this spot where it's hard for us to reach. Where black women, even if there's a situation where it's okay, we're not going to look at race, are still able to, you know, able to tap into to resources uh, by using their womanhood. And that's not a diss to black women. That's not. I want to make that clear. That's not a diss. Right. That's just kind of what what one of the things that our society has done. Well, that's the historic the history behind it. You can't right. Given a little yeah. historical context, yeah, it is what it is. Right. right. And so, and so, what did you end up having over time? Is you know. Black women who are now, you know, going into college, going to higher, going to graduate school, so on and so forth. And a lot of these institutions, especially predominantly white universities, doing a very bad job of of keeping their black students. So even when you go to a black go to a white university, Mm -hmm. again, the university that I was at, you're talking about a four or five at a five year graduation rate. Mm -hmm. You're talking about, you know, and this is a big 10 institution. When I was there and I graduated in 2003, you're talking about. A graduation rate for white students was up over five years was like something like seventy percent. Yeah. Black students was in the forties. Yeah. So that means of the ten people that came into a classroom, you know, a freshman year came mm-hmm. into that door, of the ten white students, seven were likely to graduate, where yeah. four black students were likely to graduate. Yeah. That's a very so these, nice so these numbers. So these numbers are just avalanching as you you know if you go along in time. Yeah, it's a snowball. Right. So it's a really terrible snowball effect. Mm-hmm. And so, and again, that, and so, and then you also add on to this, to this, you know, our society telling women and for, you know, for the bulk of human existence, look, okay, yeah, it makes sense. There were, there were rational reasons why men had, why, why men were the ones that went out and hunted mm-hmm. and did the gathering and women were at home. They played a role as a society and a team, mm-hmm. right? Um, Back to the LeBron James yeah. thing. You can't have a thousand LeBrons on one team. Right. Everybody's got to play a role. And exactly. if we work together as, you know, as a unit, yeah. we're more likely to be successful. Nice. And so, you know, it's been a bit of a, it's, 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 it's a bit of a challenge for us now. And, and like, because women have been raised to think, okay, kind of traditionally, the man's go out to be the provider. Yeah. And one of the things that I do appreciate him that he, that he does lead to, it does, he has hinted said, you know, there are women, you know, co- groups like Cosmo, um, you know, sold women a bill of goods that they knew and sold ideas that they knew right. would be false back in the 70s. Right. Because it, and an idea to try to promote womanhood to a certain extent, which I think was a good idea to some extent. You want to tell give people some sense of hope and especially at that time mm-hmm. that they can go out and be productive members of society. Yeah, you can go out, yeah. you don't have to be a housewife. Yeah, you can go be a nurse, you can be a doctor, you can be an engineer. Right. The problem was they didn't tell them the flip side on it that yeah, you are not when you get to those positions. Those positions have traditionally been held by men. Mm-hmm. And so what that means then is when you get to that position, you're going to have to have, you're also going to have the challenges that men have faced in that role. Right. And then that's something men- that I see a lot in general. Sorry, can you hear me? Yeah, I got you. My bad. That's something that I see a lot in general now. I had to talk with this girl early about this, not exactly about this, but I was telling him like, she was talking about how like women now men are mad because women are more sexual. They're able to choose more and more sexually free. I disagreed. I said, y'all always have had options. There's not many men's going to turn you down, but I get it. What you mean by in terms of like the way the public sees you like, you know, hot girl, someone, whatever the shit is. Right. 
But I was saying at the same time, while you get that freedom, that comes with what comes with that freedom. You can't choose this without having the other side. And she's like, and I was talking like, you know, it, it is a, um, what's the word? It is a double standard where I can sleep with a million women and blah, 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 blah. But I'm still judge off of that. There's a girl at my old job now who won't talk to me because she knew I was fucking everybody at that job. And I'm like, but I have to carry that because of my freedom, my choices led to that. And it seems like there's a, one of the myths that he talks about a lot is like, you want all of this with none of what comes with it. And that's impossible. And that's not fair. Well, that's, that is part of, that's part of the challenge of the, of the, of the position that you're in. Right. Yeah. So let's use female sexuality. Yeah. Female sexuality is a very complicated thing. Absolutely. Here's it's, it's complicated because as a society, we give women a very mixed signal. We mm. tell women, we want you to be sexually available. We want you to present in a way that's appealing to men. But if you engage on your impulses toward sexuality, you're a whore and a slut and you're terrible. And you're like, it's like so it's, it's tough, utterly man. confusing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I get that. And I feel for a lot of women in that position, especially now, because as a still single man, Pussy is easier to get than a good glass of like Guinness or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I and I've been guilty of it. Where if I'm going out on a date, you can ask, you know, our friends or whatever. If I'm going out on a first date with a girl, I will literally say, I hope she doesn't try to fuck me. But then I'm like, yeah, I kind of want to fuck her though. And I'm not one of them. If you fuck me the first date, that's a wrap. But you, you can kind of see, you know, whatever. That's a different topic. But go ahead. Well, no, actually, actually, I think this is a perfect example. Let's go. So here's why, right? Mm -hmm. Traditional, like traditionally, if you know, for women, you know, have been raised and our society has said, okay, women are, you know, from the time of puberty, they've been getting dick thrown at them. Like every, yeah, like as the joke Chris Rock said, like yeah. since you were 12, every man, yeah, every yeah. guy has been trying to fuck you. Like, yeah. oh, hey, you're hungry? You want to get some meat? You want yeah. some dick with that? Like, open the door. You want some dick? Yeah. Like, you know, Absolutely. so, so for women in that scenario, like, because it's it's such a supply they it like that the, the the supply is like overrun like they have yeah. to look at they are in a position that they can look at other characteristics that are going to be helpful for them mm -hmm. excuse me so if you're looking at if you're in a hunter-gathering society and every guy in the place wants to fuck you you're going to pick the guy that's mm -hmm. most likely to take care of you say so, okay well yeah you can have sex with any of these guys but i'm going to keep you from getting raped murdered yeah. and so on and so forth right and so you know, and, and so now, like, okay, over the last however many years, as women have started to escalate, starting to grow and climb, you know, in our society, especially Black women, now you're in positions that have now traditionally held by men, mm -hmm. right? So if you're a woman now and you're making $120,000 a year, okay, let's say you're a nurse, and I'm going to take a step, let's say you're a nurse, you know, you're a pediatric uh, RN, yeah. average pediatric RN is making about 120 grand a year. Yeah. Let's be realistic here. If you're making $120,000 a year, you're making more money than most of humans throughout the, ex the entirety of human existence. Yeah, right. You know, if so if it, a lot of people don't realize what the numbers are. If you're in the top 1%, like everybody talking about, oh, the top 1% is making so much, so much. Okay, mm -hmm. that's true, truth to that, all right? To be in the top 1%, all you have to make is $190,000 a year. Yeah. Now I say all that it takes because I, you know, both of us have, you know, have degrees. Yeah. And we're also in a part of the country that that has high income earners. Yeah. Right. Um, well, for one, people, if, if I would think people, you know, when I first heard that number, I was like, wait, that's all it is? Because if someone has an advanced degree, let's say again, if you're a woman and you're a nurse, mm -hmm. if you're an nurse anesthetist and you're making an average nurse anesthetist is making 180 a year. That's yeah. the average. 
Yeah. That means that people are making more and people are making less. Mm-hmm. You know, if you are a, you know, if you're an, a, a woman and you go to a top 25 law school and you come out doing corporate law, you're making 120 mm-hmm. or 110 or what have you. If you're in Chicago, I think like the starting out for a lot of attorneys between 105 and 125. Mm-hmm. And so you're talking about you're 20, you know, 25, 26, making 120,000 a year. Granted, you have a lot of debt. You, you know, you, you're, you're making, you're, you're killing it compared yeah. to what your grandmother made when she said, okay, I want to go into a job. And they said, okay, well, we only hire secretaries. Yeah. Which, which my grandmother was. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. So, you know, what part of this we have to understand is part of the, the challenges that women are facing in finding their mates here is that your, your advancement come are coming at a place that I think is a good thing. Really? I think it's good that women have had these advancements in their society that they now can make, you know, they can be freer to make whatever decisions. 56, you know, 60, 70 years ago. Yeah. Women might've stayed in one relationship because by laws, yeah. by law, there are certain places they couldn't get, you know, a, a, a bank account. They had to get their, their husband's approval to get birth control. And before 1963 or 61, mm-hmm. birth control was out, was outlawed. You so, could not get birth control legally. Crazy. So, so that. now that women have made to this advancement, they can be free to say, okay, well, I make enough money. I want to be able to engage in whatever sexual activity I want to. Mm-hmm. So now look at the scenario you're in. Mm-hmm. Think of what you just said. You said, mm-hmm. as a guy, mm-hmm. I hope that this girl doesn't try to sleep with me on the first day. Ain't that crazy, right? This is traditionally what women say. Oh my God, yeah. if this guy's taking me out, I hope he, I know he don't think he's getting something tonight. Yo, for real. No kind of pussy. It ain't going down, <laughs> right? So here you are, because now you're in a different scenario. Mm-hmm. You're the you're the guy that's like that's in high demand. So now you can say, okay, what else do I, I can get sex anytime I want it? Mm-hmm. It's like it's the the supply is all over the place. So yeah. I can like it it the value isn't as high if we're thinking supply and demand. So well, now Chris Rock said that. What's another Chris Rock thing? He said he said on no Chris Dave Chappelle said it, and I got in trouble for this when I said this on one of my posts, bro. But whatever, Dave Chappelle was like, pussy stock has plummeted. The pussy was on the dial would be at an all time low. And mm-hmm. I think because it is an over, like what you're saying right now is actually something, something I've thought of, but it's like a mind blown moment because it's true. Like the, the whole role is flipped and I'm in a place where I'm not, you know, when we was growing up, if you hooked up with a girl, that like, oh word, blah, 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 blah. Now it's almost like, yeah, I opened the door for her and then I put my dick in the butt. Like that's almost mm-hmm. what it seems like. Like I was in a group chat with a, with a bunch of my boys at one point years ago where every time we hooked up with another girl, we would change the name of the group. And I was like, oh, word, blah, blah, blah. Then it got to a point like, oh, again, okay. Oh, again, oh, oh again, oh, again. And it's crazy how that has turned, you know what I mean? Well, again, remember we, you, guys like you and I are in that higher category. Like we're the, we're the black dude that went to school, we got degrees, we have good playing jobs. Mm-hmm. We're also not at a point like we don't have any kids, mm-hmm. we don't have any drama. We're in that, you know, we're in that category where he's referred to as a high value male. Like we're mm-hmm. in and around that, right? Mm-hmm. So in that scenario, you know, we have the the, the pickings because if for marriage, because the numbers are in our favor. If you're a guy that did not do that, you're going to be in a hard. It's going to be a harder position for you, right? You know, not to say that it can't be done, right. but the numbers just like you know, if if you know, right now, if you said okay. I got three girls that go out and go out with you. One's a lawyer, one's a doctor, and one's a dentist. You'd be like, okay, no big deal. 
if you've been a welder or if you're doing, you know, the guy that's working at, you know, the Safeway mm-hmm. bag of groceries say, yeah, I got a girl for you. It's a, mm-hmm. that's the, the lawyer or the yeah. doctor. The guy's going to be doing cartwheels. Like, oh my God, I just hit the lot of Exactly. <laughs> and I think that's why a lot of them women don't quote unquote want to date down because they're afraid of the dude is looking at it as like an opportunity. Well, that, well, that's the other side, right? There, women are now, especially black women, women are in positions that have traditionally been held by men. Mm-hmm. So now they can, you know, where they run themselves into trouble is that they're using the same strategy that their grandmothers and their mothers and their grand, great-grandparents yeah. use. Yeah. You're not in that scenario anymore. Right. Right. You're not in that environment. So, and then the two of us, we're in a, we're in a part of the country. We're in the Northeast. Like I'm in DC and New York. Yeah. You know, you I know Safeway is some down South shit. Safeway. Yeah. Safeway. So we're, we're in, we're in a, a part of the country that is very aggressive. Yeah. I was born and raised in Detroit and in the Midwest. Mm-hmm not a very aggressive place especially for women you know women will be in other parts of the country more conservative if they like a guy them they may like a guy for a year and may he may not have no clue right she may never hit on him she may never flirt with him she might just literally sit there and pretend like she like he's just another chair in the room yeah in the northeast if a woman wants some she's gonna go get it yeah. because it's part of the culture of this lifestyle mm-hmm. of, of, of this area mm-hmm. and so that's a, that's also an, an additional layer to it, and so as we get older, women, you know, let's to be, you know, just to, they have a struggle that men don't have. They have a certain biolog, they have a biological clock. They know that okay, after a certain point, physically, it becomes too challenging for me to have a child. Right. You know, and the realities of our society is, you know, for you know, for a lot of these positions that a lot of women are now getting into, it it just by law, like just. Not by law, but you have higher education. If you're going to be a lawyer, you're talking about four year, four to five years of undergrad at least. Mm-hmm. Probably going to be five, probably going to be five, maybe six. Mm-hmm. And then you talk about law school is going to be another three. So even if you go right through, yeah. you're talking about you finish undergrad at twenty three, you finish law school twenty six. Yeah. If you going to if you're going to be a doctor, holy smokes! Don't forget about it. <laughs> you're gonna you know you're gonna you're gonna it. be in. Again, if you want to be an OBGYN, right? Mm-hmm. You're talking about, again, five years of undergrad, you're 23. Then you're talking about four years of medical school, you're 27. Then you're talking it's about residency, it's going to be another four four or five years. You know, that puts you around 30, 31. Mm-hmm. You just got done with school. Yeah. You now just now, now you're in a situation, okay, now I can finally go out and have some resemblance of a life. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if I want to go, you know, if she wants to go out on a trip with her friends and she wants to just you know, as a pair of shoes or a bag that she wants, yeah. or it's like, just whatever the thing, well, like the she's been having, up to like, it. yeah. it's, I, it's a car I've been looking at for the longest and now I can afford to get it. Like yeah. she got to wait till she's 31, but that's an issue that traditionally men have been in. So we have been making those decisions. Like, all right, it's not as big of an issue for us. Cause we don't have that clock too. And I find that clock to be, I have a, one of my best friends in the world. She's dealing with that where the, and I'm gonna have her on the show too, to talk about it, where she actually went and froze her eggs. I think she's 37. She mm-hmm. was in a relationship. It didn't work out. And when I speak to her, she she feels so wounded. And then she also says at the same time, we got to understand, which is also fucked up, because I think she's a black woman. She's beautiful, smart. You know, I think, you know, um, advanced degree, everything like that. She's like, I'm also a 37 year old black woman. We aren't in high demand, which right. unfortunately is accurate. You know, that is true. And I see the stress that it puts on her. And she is, for all accounts, she's a dope girl. She's she's pretty. She's pretty as shit. Um, and when I look at and I listen to stories like that and other stories like that, I feel bad. I can't 
relate, but I can empathize. Is that the right word? You know, I feel really, really bad you. for them. You know what I'm saying? And a wall that they have to climb. Well, actually, well, well actually, I, I, again, I, I think for women in this position, right? Let's let's bring it back to Kevin Samuels, right? Yeah. You know, a lot of people had a real strong reaction to there was the video that he had. Actually, we watched it last night. Whether it was a woman who identified herself as being average. Oh, the, the girl in Charlotte. Yeah, North, North, North Carolina. Yeah. And I rewatched that video and a lot of people were taken back and I actually watched it last night with my wife. Mm-hmm. Ooh, <laughs> and so she had never, she had never seen it, never heard of him. Right. Ooh. And so she was triggered by him. Ooh, right. right. And, and, and she was triggered by something like, you know, it was his approach. Right. And he even said like, okay, it's the, he's got to have the Simon Cowell effect. Mm-hmm. But he was like, you know, one of the things he said was like, you know, he's telling her that she can't have what her dream is. I don't think that's fair to say. And I said, well, mm-hmm. wait a minute. You know, you, you, you missed part of it. The thing in that, that, that in that video, and he caught a lot of flack and, it, you know, got a lot of, a lot of people were triggered on it. Mm-hmm. The thing that stood out to me, right. And this is part as being the therapist. She started out by saying, I'm having, I'm not having difficulty getting relation, like getting men. I'm mm-hmm. having trouble finding the kind of men I want. Yeah. They can't, they're not on my level. I have, you know, I, she had her own she business. Worries. She was making six figures. Mm-hmm. And when she would go out on a guy, they would find out that she had a business and then they would try to get with her to try to be a part of the business. Right. And like, try, and so she was just like, they're not, or they're not as ambitious as she was. And so she's like, I, I just can't, she just wasn't attracted to him. So she moved, you know, so she would end the relationship. Mm-hmm. Men have all have traditionally been in that scenario. If a man is making six figures. And so men would then say, okay, well, I can pick any kind of woman I want. And I'm going to take money out of the equation. Yeah, absolutely. Well, what, so what comedian? Yeah. So for her, I think the, the, the better strategy for a woman like her, and, and in, which is this ties to the woman that you just described. Mm-hmm. When women come to me as a therapist having these issues, I say to them, look, again, you are now in a situation that, you know, if you are, if you've created a business and that particular woman did not even have a degree. So that means she figured it out on her own yeah. and she was doing a dog grooming business. I have yeah. no idea how much money the average dog groomer is making, right. but I'd be bored if they're having business making six figures. Mm-hmm. She'd be better suited if she took a strategy that was consistent with a man in that situation. And I she think. took a strategy of saying, okay, I'm going to be the, I'm the ambitious one. Mm-hmm. I'm going to embrace my ambition. I want to get married. I got somebody who's going to, I think she even said she had like a kid. I'm going right. to have somebody who's going to support my son. Right. Who's maybe not going to be as ambitious, but is going to support my level of ambition so that I can grow my business as large as I, as I want and as I can yeah. to make a life better for myself and my kid and my grandkid. Right. Or say, you know what? I'm these guys that I'm meeting that maybe have business ideas. I'm going to help them develop their business. Mm-hmm. I'm going to take a piece of ownership on it. And then we're going to be a power couple and we're going to be paid. Go. There you go. But you know what's also funny what she said later in that conversation? She said, Well, if I get a man and so and so, I will help him build up a business. Like, exactly. It was like, well, that was the very thing you said at the beginning that was turning exactly. you off. Like, wait a minute. Like yeah. what are you doing? That ways. And that's what I like about Kevin Samuel was the fact that he does call out these contradictions yeah. and these double standards. And like even what you said there, I was in that situation where my last girlfriend, yeah, you know, that shit ripped me up. My last girl, you know, I make decent money, you know, I do all right. Money doesn't drive me. I'm not a money-driven dude. You know what I'm saying? As long as I can say I want to go to Jamaica, it's paid for. I don't got to put on the credit card. I'm cool. You know, she was like, she wants to own a jet and everything. I'm here for that. You know, she made more money than me. Both of my girlfriends made more money than me. And I'm not intimidated by that because, I mean, in some parts it's like, well, you know, like, 
you know, she's paying for the mortgage and I'm paying for the cable bill. I can't really argue. There's not really much I can talk about. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I get, but you know, you get what I'm saying. Like, so with her, she was super ambitious and I wasn't, you know, as far as I'm, you know, I don't, I'm, I don't like being stagnant, but I'm not working 19 hours every fucking day to get what yeah. she's trying to get. And I think that she didn't, you know, as I separate myself from that breakup more, I look and I'm like, I think that was it. I wasn't ambitious enough for her, even right. though everywhere else I checked the box. But now I'm really curious of where she's at in life relationship. I have no idea. <laughs> I, I can't I can't speak yeah. to her specifically. And even if I could, I couldn't tell you. That's true. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> I am not violating HIPAA laws no today. No HIPAA violations today. <laughs> but yeah, I, I have had, you know, I've had a series of clients of, of females, especially black women that have that similar issue. They're like, okay, you know, I want to be a millionaire. I want to be a billionaire. So, mm-hmm. okay, well, you like the idea of what that means. Mm-hmm. Do you understand what that life looks like? Yeah. That lifestyle looks like the 18, 19 hour work days. Yep. Traditionally, people who are in those roles, yeah, they may have a bunch of kids or they might have a kid, but they don't see them. Right. That's the nanny's job. You know, so again, I I know I also know a lot of doctors and one of the doctors that I know is, you know, female doctor was, you know, at the time, you know, in residency and talking to one of our attendings. And for those of you who don't know what attending is, is basically the doctor that's done it's residency and is training yeah. resident. Yeah. And he was saying like, you know, it was asking him like, you know, what, you know, what, how do you deal the whole family thing? Like, I want to be there for the kids and da, da, da. And, you know, clean up the house stuff. And, the, you know, attendant just flat out told her like, look, you're going to have to just bite, just accept the fact you're going to need to get an au pair. Right. You got to yeah. accept the fact that you are going to have to get a babysitter. Mm-hmm. You only, you know, you might have a day off. Do you want to spend that entire day doing laundry and cleaning? No, you make right. enough money. Just hire somebody to clean this stuff up for you. Exactly. The <laughs> sacrifice has to come in from somewhere. Right. So, so you're going to make a sacrifice somewhere in some way, shape, form or fashion. The, the question is going to be, you know, your strategy. And more than anything in that is you ha- your strategy has to be built on honesty. What do you really want? Not what your mama tells you what you want. Mm-hmm. Not what your friends tell you what you are, quote unquote, supposed to do or the reverend says what you're supposed to want. Yeah. Oh, all or that. your girls. Yeah. Fuck all that. What do you want? Right. You know, this, this this was the whole purpose of the women's rights movement was for women to have opportunities, equal opportunities and be and have their rights um, and have equal set of rights. Not necessarily to say we're the same as men, but saying, look, we we have equal rights and we mm-hmm. won't be treated fairly. Yeah. You know, so we want to have equal rights under the law. We want to have the equal set of opportunities. Exactly. You know, as 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 men. And so as women have shown the ability to, you know, make significant advancements in multiple aspects in, in, mm-hmm. in our society. Mm-hmm. Now, again, you know, if you're, if you're a high income earner, again, you're a nurse anesthetist and you're making 180 grand, you know, you're a marketing executive or, you know, you're making six figures, you're making more than a bulk of human existence. Right. If you're an OBGYN, all right. Or if you're an average, average anesthesiologist is making 400,000 a year. Crazy. I mean, you can go through, you yeah. know, the, through countries right now yeah. and i saw a video online the other day it was a guy who built his own car over and i think it was in ghana mm-hmm. and the guy is living off of three hundred dollars a month crazy like, you go to brunch with a bunch of women and like a bunch of people and the bill is going to be three hundred dollars a month that's what i'm saying exactly this dude lived off of that that's like, right. like 300 is light and you look at it i think the average american income is what fifty thousand, right yeah fifty five thousand. so who are you picking from that's going to be these high and again this is what what he's so one thing I will say about Kevin, we'll bring it back to him because he was the original point of this, you know, the root of this. He, um, 
He talks, damn, I forgot my whole point shit. He, fucking cat, man. I got to get him out of here. He brushed up against me. You can continue, bro. <laughs> fucking Mr. Rodriguez, man. <laughs> I lost my whole point, man, because he just like licked my leg, which is kind of weird, though. That's okay. You just edit it out or leave it in. No, leave it in there. It's all right. It's, it's part of the house. It's all good. <laughs> leave it in for comedic effect. Man, Sorry. Fuck it, man. You know, maybe he likes Kevin Shandy. You know what I mean? I got a cat. Oh, too. I think I got it. So he was saying, like, how, um, like they want the higher income. Oh shit! I did lose it. Fuck it, man. Continue. <laughs> you can pick. Well, it up. well, women often want a guy that's higher income, and and right, black women specifically have to understand the position you're in, that because there was a miscalculation mm-hmm. by a lot of these women's rights groups and groups that were around women's rights because they misunderstood the impact or they miss. Um, calculated the impact that race and racism has had has been in america mm-hmm. that you, you know black women traditionally contrary to popular belief black men tend to want to marry black women yeah that's actually factually we black people marry within our race far more than other groups right. the group that actually marries the least are asians gonna, in america you're gonna get some people mad just saying that oh he's fucking lying that's, that's the data that's so the data. <laughs> but black but black women understand like okay in this, given the, the trends in our society over the last 40 years, the man that you want, the kind of guy that you want that's within your own racial category, okay, has been systematically attacked yeah. by the society that you were in. Right. You know, the school to prison pipeline is real. Right. You know, you know black ma- mass incarceration is real. Mm-hmm. Disproportionate sentencing guidelines have been real. Absolutely. You know, they have had a very real boots on the ground effect. It's not that black men just ain't worth a shit, right? Mm-hmm. It's that, you know, black men have a lot of obstacles to attain to get to the point that you're in because we are in a category that is very difficult to reach. Right. Let me say before you go for it, ladies, because everything's all inclusive now. And I agree. Women, let me say this. Black women are fucking amazing. I see what they go through at my job. I mean, mm-hmm. absolutely. The, and the white girl fuck up. The Filipino girl fuck up, eh, the black girl fuck up, and it's like, no, nah, we got to talk to it's, the it's, it's, Oh, all hell breaking loose. Let me just say, while he was saying a lot of the things that men go through, which is real, and as a, as a black man, I can tell you, I've never been to jail, but you know, I I'm, grew up in right. an area where that is prevalent. Women, y'all are fucking awesome. I just want to put that out there. And Jeff is yeah, saying I, that you guys aren't. So I just want to, yeah, I, sometimes I, you got to say this shit, man. Yeah, that's right. I, I'm not, I, this is, everything I'm saying is not an attack on black women. Exactly. I love black women. Exactly. Okay? okay. I support black women and I support and I encourage women to take the opportunities Factual. that have been afforded to you. I agree. Go get it. You know, you have an opportunity. We live in a society where women have, especially black women, have opportunities that your grandmother and your great grandmother, Sojourner right. Truth, couldn't imagine. Right. Okay. Imagine that. Yeah. Like you are living yeah. Harriet Tubman's dream, yeah. sister. Go, Go kill get it. That right? job. Go get that dick. Go do it. Right. <laughs> and at the same time, recognize that you have been you've been told a, 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 a line that has not been consistent. With this, with the environment that we have been in, mm-hmm. so yes, if you're going to be in a relationship with a man, and that doesn't mean that all people want to be in relationship with a man, and you know what? If you don't want to be cool, that's where the number one thing is: be honest with yourself, right? You know, and then look at the situation that you're in, not as a deficit, but more so as an opportunity. 
If you are a woman and you have now no longer have to worry about dollar signs because you make enough, you did that, you got the way because you had a certain level of ambition as well. Mm -hmm. You wanted to become a lawyer. You want to become a doctor. The women who want to be billionaires, go be a billionaire. But then in order to make that work, if you want that life balance, right, you still, if you really want, you know, a a family life, you're going to have to judge how badly do you want that billion dollars, because that's going to sacrifice the family life. And I say that because men have been in that role and men have traditionally sacrificed, had to make, you know, had to make that choice. Right. That's one thing that he says is like, you know, a lot of these women want these guys making three, four, five, six, seven hundred thousand a year. And he's like, you got to understand that's kind of a lonely life because he's not going to be around. He has to go and put them 18 hours in. And I see that even now in general with everything that I'm trying to do. I work a lot. I mean, I basically work 13 hour shifts. That's just how my work is. But I work a lot at my per diem. I do a lot of other things and I run into women now. And they said, oh, this shit irks me to, a, to no level. If you wanted to make time, you would make time. And I'm like, it doesn't always work that way. I, I live in the real world. You know, I'm an adult. Now, there is a time where I have to have that balance, where I do have to give that time. But it's like, you want a successful man, you got to understand that that comes with a lot of the sacrifice. My time has to go into building what I'm trying to build. It can't always be with you. And I think that's another thing that he does call it. He's like, well, you want this big lifestyle. And then he broke it down one time. He was like, well, do you want the man or do you want the lifestyle? Which one do you really want? And a lot of the women that he calls, and I'm sure there's probably people that call him that he doesn't put on the show because he, you know, he has to make a show. But it's like, he he gave him one example. He was like, would you, what if you have a man, you're making $110,000. You have a man, he's a master plumber. He makes $75,000 a year. He loves what he does and he's a great man to you. And a lot of women, and I've asked a lot of women that too, and they hesitated. And do they get a PC answer? Well, if I love him, blah, blah, blah. But a lot of women will say no. And I'm like, well, now you want the nigga that's in a limited number that has options all over the map. So here, so, so what you're opening up is a different, is another category of, of, of problem here. Dude, and I don't have enough time on the Zoom shit. Got, hmm? so we have, the Zoom shit, people, I don't, this is my first ever interview on Zoom. So shout out to Mr. Jeff for being the, the maiden voyage. Um, the if, is, if, it, if it cuts us off, you just send me another link and then we keep it going. Copy and you that. Just edit to make, it, make, it move, make it sound smooth. That's all Copy that. All right, cool. So... So part of the, this opens up to another challenge, right? Mm-hmm. And that challenge is how, and this is a conversation that really, if you think issues around womenhood are difficult to have, mm-hmm. or you don't hear a lot, what is the definition of what, of what it means to be a man? Bro, especially <laughs> like, now, especially now, I think it was easier to define when like my grandfather was around, you know, cause again, he was a sole provider. He was the one, you know, as far as the social st- constructs of it was. He and I see it now. Still, my grandfather's ninety three. My grandmother's ninety. My grandfather can't do shit on his own, and he still runs the house, even though my grandmother has all the power. So, so here's here. It's an interesting thing. Whenever I've been a part of run a group, right, or especially mm-hmm. like a men's group, where there's therapy group and men are talking, we had this conversation whether I was a participant in it, whether I was running the group, yeah. and I asked that question: What makes someone a man? The question, the answers that you hear from men are things like that you always see consistently is. He takes care of his responsibilities. Okay. If he says he's going to do something, he does it. Mm-hmm. What you're hearing from these women is discon- is a disconnect from that. They're saying they want he's somebody that takes care of me. Yeah. He makes enough money to take care of me. Well, got to be you know if you want a guy that's going to take care of you, do you really want a man or again do you want or you just want some money? Right. Yeah. Do you want the lifestyle or do you want the man? Right. So. And it may not necessarily be the lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you, you know, do you do you really want a man? Yeah. Do you want a guy? Because a, a, the idea of what a man is, 
is your view of that is going to be very disconnected. And what I, what I haven't heard from a lot of the women say is, you know what I want a man? I want a guy who's just going to be there for me when I'm sick and who's going to take care of me and who's going to love me unconditionally. Yeah. You don't hear a lot of people calling in on that. I don't know. I'm sure, again, there could be people doing that and they're just missing. I don't know. But it's, you know, but part of it is the idea of like, I want that high value man that's going to take care of all this. But well, again, you've all, you are looking for, you're looking for someone else to, 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 to care for you. Like you've, you got enough ambition and drive to take care of yourself, which is what you wanted. So financially, at least. So now you have an opportunity to reevaluate and say, okay, well, now that we can take the money off the equation, hey, if I find a guy that's, you know, the master plumber and he makes 70. Yeah. And, you know, I have a vision of, you know, going to climb the corporate ladder and he's like, I'm cool. I work the nine to five. I come home. I'll make sure the kids is good. Yeah. Take that. But, you <laughs> like know. there was a lady that called in, right? Mm-hmm. And she said she was 27 and she was getting high value men. And she was getting what well, he defined as high value men mm-hmm. as like the CEOs and what have you. Mm-hmm. And he kind of put her in a box where he made it personal. Right. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of the questions that he asked her was like, you know, would you tell other women to do what she is, what you've done? Mm-hmm. And she had described herself as being able to get in guys that were making, you know, 500,000 a year that were the executives. She had advanced degrees. She was doing a corporate thing mm-hmm. and she called in upset with him talking about, you know, women's strategies. And when he asked that, she said, Oh, well, no. And then he used it as a retort to say, oh, see, women won't even, like, you don't even tell other women to do what you're doing. Right. See, in my head, when I heard that, if, if she were my client, I would say, what the fuck are you telling, telling women not to do that? You're right. arguing against your own point. Yeah, right. She's, yeah. She, she, she found the knack to be able to get, um, to get the kind of guy she said she wanted. Part of the challenge was he wanted to have kids. Okay. Y'all can work through that as a couple and as a team. Mm-hmm. And if you're 27, you can still make those decisions. Mm-hmm. And you know what? If you want... To make, you know, if if you're telling women to to that to not be as ambitious as you are, then you're arguing against yourself. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, she wasn't really being honest in that answer. And he and he laid a trap for her and caught her in that trap. Yeah, he did. Well, a lot of these women get caught. It's like, you know, when he starts to get like you start to capture him, he makes it personal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and but that's one thing I've noticed about him is like, so he actually was on recently with a girl I went to school with, and I was looking, I'm like, that looks like so and so, right? It went left. That, but I will say that's the first time I've seen him rattled. Even though she was honest, she was talking some bullshit for 85 percent of it. But when he got rattled, he turns it off. Like, no, you're not going to overtalk me. Nope, 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 nope. And so that's the big thing I see that women don't like about him is like, well, he's not giving you solutions. He's not really having a conversation. Blah 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 blah. And we kind of went off what you were just saying, but it's like, it led me here. I'm like, I find him, like I said, at the beginning of this, I find him to be vital because even if you, if he doesn't say, well, this is what you should do. He at least does start conversations. Like I'm sure you and your wife had some type of conversation after that, mm-hmm. you know? And it does. And I, I've had a friend of mine who she was like, damn, I didn't realize that, you know, we did look at shit like this sometimes. And she's a hard ass, you know, pretty girl, beautiful girl. She's hard ass. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, I, that's why I find him vital, but I will say when he does get cornered, that's when he takes over. It's like, no, 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 no. Well, he's in, well, he's in a position of authority because he has control of the show. Yeah. So he utilizes that power to can, to kind of contain some of the art, some of the dialogue. Yeah. Because women will call in, they get very emotional or not, not being sexist, but they have a lot of people who like call in, they're very, have an emotional response. Mm-hmm. 
And that's where, you know, if, when he starts, when they start to trap him in some areas, he can make it personal. There are some points that he's argued, I think, in terms of some of the solution that he says, I'm mm -hmm. like, come on. Like, <laughs> I'm like, like how like, woman's supposed to be in what way? I'm like, no. fuck out of here. Like, yeah, he do be saying some bullshit. I will say, like, I don't think he's, he he's flawless. There's no, I mean, again. Well, it's not, a, again, this, remember, this is, he is someone who is trained as an engineer. Yeah. Who worked in sales and as a mm -hmm. coach. He's not a therapist. Right. So there are things that as a therapist I capture and I catch that he that he misses. Right. You know, I I appreciate that he encourages women to go into into therapy. Me too. I think black women who are hearing him I think when he talks about raw data it makes sense, right? Yeah. Again in terms of the numbers, in terms of the you know the, the fact that there are the men that are making the kind of men you're describing that you want. Mm -hmm are in a very high category. And if you're not really being honest about what you really want in your life, then you're, you know, you're kind of default to say, oh, I want this high value guy who's making 500,000, so on and so forth, but not really being honest. Okay, well, what is it? Like, do you really want the guy that's not going to be there? Yeah. Who's going to be working 18 hours a day? Right. Well, no, because I'm working 18 hours a day. Yeah. I need to, you know, I need to have, you know, I want to be able to, I want to advance my career and then take three years off, you know, and not work. A good friend of mine up in New York, he went on a date with a young lady the other day and, you know, the woman is, you know, an, is an RN mm -hmm. and I think she was in like family, then like family nurse. And, you know, he, he, he was recently, um, he was recently engaged. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, that woman played him shady and I'm saying that outright was rude to his mama. And I was like, ah, oh, you need this lady. You know, he, he bought her a ring. He's at his own business. He's working as well. Yeah. And bought her a ring, and she said, "Oh well, you know, he could have put more, he should have put a bigger diamond in his ring." I'm like, "Family, let me tell you." <laughs> I'm something. like, Yo, that, "That wedding broke off. She, that did you a favor, dude." Yeah, <laughs> you know I, went, I went through that with a woman the other day. And it was a nurse, and she said, "Yeah, you know, she wants looking for somebody, a guy who makes more money than her that yeah. could, you know, take care of her because she wants to take time off, you know, and she has kids." Mm -hmm. I'm thinking, okay, well, you're a nurse. There's no way in hell you can stop being a nurse for five years. Okay. And expect to walk right back into the job you had. Right. You know, you're gonna miss all those CEUs yeah, all that time. Exactly. Like, things change. You're gonna have you're gonna take a massive step back in your career. So you go she's gonna have to make that decision. Mm -hmm. And so for him, he was just and he's not a therapist. He was just like, this doesn't make any sense. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, and, and also for him, it sent off alarm and saying, like, you know, if I'm not making what she's making, is she gonna just degrade me as a guy? Right. Well, she's placing his value on his um on his pockets. Yeah, she's putting too too high of a value on the amount right. of money that he earns. Exactly. You know, and make no mistake about this, sisters, all the black women that here now. I know I keep saying this. You know, keep referring to you all. You know, make no mistake about this. White women go, are coming for this problem too. Mm. They're starting to have this issue too. Mm. <laughs> okay, oh, it's just man. that black folks are the barometer for the country for this kind of thing. For sure. You know, you when look it happens back to the, white people, that's when that, shit changes. The crack era, oh, it's just because they were immoral, blah, yeah. blah, blah. Yeah. Right now, we have an opiate epidemic that yep. is far bigger than the crack era ever was. Yeah, man, that's white people. Mostly. So, so uh, it's out, yeah, it's definitely a white issue, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. So, make no mistake about it, this problem are co is coming to white women as well. It's just hit you first. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so, you know, it, we're we're really in a in a in a space in our society where we are redefining our relationship 
and gender roles in a relationship. We're in a transitional period. So mm-hmm. all of this feels very rough because I mean, we're hard, doing yeah. something that has never been done in the history of human existence. Right. And I see that in my dating life. It's like, I don't know. One thing I don't do, I don't fuck with scallywags. I don't do that. Even girls and I'm just doing whatever with, they all bring a lot to the table. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't deal with any bum chicks, but it's like. So when I you, mean, all right, so yeah. I'm gonna stop you there. What do you mean by bum chick? I shouldn't have said that word, but. um. Or scallywag, just however you define, it's cool. <laughs> oh, that's actually my grandfather's words. He said, um, one thing about you, Eric, you don't mess with no scallywags. So I was kind of drawn off of that. But like a woman that isn't, see, that makes me feel like I'm devaluing these certain women, but no, like, like, like I make a certain a, amount think, of money. You know, I got to talk to my audience too. Like I don't have a conversation, right? Fair enough. I'm so, putting you on the spot. My bad. Right. No, 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 no. That's, I don't give a fuck. That's the point. I mean, for me, if I have a woman that I generally won't go sleep with a girl that has three babies from three different fathers, I will stick away from that. Now there are there are um, exceptions to the storyline. One of my best friends has been married twice and has kids from these men. But and when she steps out to the world, it's like, oh my god, you got you know. So it it, it comes their shades. Everything is not black and white. But every girl that I fuck with has, I, I will say, they have something to lose. You know, like if something happens, they can lose their career. They can lose this and this. I don't want anybody that's going to be like an anchor. You know, or well, I don't got to, I definitely got to work no more because my man makes this and this. I make 30,000. My man makes this. I'm out. That's what I mean by that. I don't, I don't fuck with that by no. choice. Even girls that I'm just fucking with are, is a certain level that I require, but that can, it, it can be a woman making 50,000. It could be the, the girl working at, you know, clerk at like a comedian said that one time he said, uh, I forgot who it was. I think it was Michael Che, whoever he said, a woman, a man can walk into a CVS and look at the girl. That's a doctor. To walk into CVS, look at the girl that's scanning the monster energy drink and ask for her number. That would never happen on the other side. Where a woman. So, yeah, so, so with this shift in roles, right? Right. Women that was are, my I think, point. Sorry, that was my point. See, we're going to start see women do that. Oh, yeah. But that's what, I, that's what I was saying. So my point was like, I'm entering these waters and I have nobody to talk to. I don't know because my father, well, whatever, my father and the men older than me, a little bit more in the traditional sense of how things used to be. So I don't know how to, I don't have nobody, I don't have a coach. You dig what I'm saying? Everything for me is trial by error. So same thing with these women now. So we're both walking into a situation kind of blind and just mm-hmm. going off of what my grandma told her and my grandfather told me. And it's like, the, we're, we're ba- it's like we're fighting 2021, uh, a war with a fucking, with a sword, you know what I'm saying? Against whatever. I, I, I think, I think we have to, we have to kind of, understand that this isn't necessarily a war or a battle in that sense, right? Mm-hmm. Between men and women. Mm-hmm. We got to make it. And one of the things that I don't like about his show is that he mm-hmm. tries to create these false conflicts. Like I just yeah. listened to one video where it's like, he's having his back and forth. Like, well, men could survive longer than women. Yeah. That was, God, that was, that was yeah. crazy. That was like, crazy. Oh, if, let me, like, you know what? Here's the reality. If all the women on the planet disappeared and there's just men left. Yeah. Okay. But eventually the species fucking dies. Yeah, so yeah. what does it really matter? That was like, crazy. He was like, the grip strength is different. That was, <laughs> like, okay. Yeah. So what? It's a pointless. It's, it's yeah. good for ratings. Absolutely. It's good for buzz. Yeah. It's good for people to watch the show, which again, remember it's a show. So, yeah. all right. Yeah. You know, he's going to be provocative. Fine. Right. But we're in a, we're in a situation that is, that is new. We've never had to deal. We've never dealt with this before. And so we're going to have to figure out a way to, we're trying to figure that, figure this thing out yeah. because, because we don't have a, a, a blueprint in the past. Right. So exactly. And it's, and we it's don't rough. have, 
we don't have a strategy that we know, okay, this works. Yeah. No, we're going in this thing blind. We don't know what the hell we're doing here. Right. And we're kind of trying to figure this thing out as it moves along. Even just dating, bro. Like if I go, I, and I have these questions, even if it's not a date, like I asked the other day, my coworker, a nurse was having a rough day. So I was like, you know, I'll take you out. Let's go get a drink after work. Nothing sexual. I'll take you out after work. She's like, all right, cool. You're paying, right? Yeah, I planned on it. But like, you also were the same one earlier telling me how independent and how you want to boom, 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 boom. And then what I didn't like is she invited a friend. And she's like, oh, I'm going to bring so-and-so. You're paying, right? I'm like, both of y'all make more money than I do, first of all. Secondly, <laughs> no, I didn't invite her. I invited you. And to be honest with you, I pulled back and I said, you know what? I'm not going to go now. Just for that. But again, who's leading who? And like, like you said, what's a man? We kind of assign that to certain things. If I go out on a date with a girl on a first date, I'm going to pay for it. You know what I'm saying? But that's fine. I'll pay for the second date too. But at some point, I'm going to, I want to see you reach for your wallet. I'm not going to lie. But it's like, well, some women are like, well, that's not how I was taught. You're supposed to always pay and blah, blah, blah. I'm, I'm like, fuck out of here. <laughs> you know? So I, so I actually had, I actually had a client who had, who was actually surprised by this, right? Mm-hmm. He, he moved, let's just say he moved from a part of the country that was far more conservative. Okay. And being here in DC, you know, DC, you know, it, it, black folk listening to this know that. Atlanta and DC are like the Mecca Medina of yes. like bougie black people central, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. If you know, you look at the list of black people doing well, it's like you got on the I-95 in Baltimore and rode south on driving to Atlanta mm-hmm. and you just ran through like the list, right? Mm-hmm. And so this John, this guy, he was 27 years old. He came from a very again conservative portion of the country. And so it floored him when women were here in kind of the dating scene. And that he even had a woman that took him out on a date. It's crazy. No fact. She said, "It." it she said, oh, like, all right, I'm gonna take you out on the date." She took him to a Wizards game. She Ooh. bought him dinner. Ooh. Threw him, threw him all kind of off to the point that he didn't even know how to respond. Yeah. And so I'm saying, "Yeah, bro. Okay. Did you, you like to go into that basketball game? Didn't you? Yeah. Yeah, I did. You enjoyed the fact that you didn't have to pay for everything. She mm-hmm. made enough money. She could take you out." Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, that was kind of nice. So you're going to start to see these things shift over time because women, as they understand the scenario that they're in, they're going to really recognize it. Okay, I don't need a man for money. Mm -hmm. And now I can choose a guy based on these other factors. Fuck his money. Right. Well, that's what he says about women. He says the high value men, we don't give a fuck about your career. We don't care about how much you make. You know, well, I think that's going to shift too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Because because what's going to happen is those men who are making five hundred thousand, who are mm-hmm. used to living the 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 life like that, mm-hmm. one of the fears that the men you know men like that have. I mean, any time you have a conversation or you hear the, the statement, you know, yeah. what's the, the, the thing that the scares rich people the most? It's making them poor. Mm-hmm. So you know, mm-hmm. so you know, a guy like that is like, all right, well, you know what? I'm making you know I'm at Amazon or I'm at Microsoft making seven hundred thousand. Do I want the girl working at CVS that don't have anything? Yeah. She might try to get me for my bread. Well, well, right. I, seems like an anchor, yeah. Yeah, I got three other women here that, again, I got one that's a surgeon making full hundred. Mm-hmm. I got another example. I'm going to pick her because now now I don't, I'm I'm more comfortable with my money. It's like so a I'm caste gonna, system, you know? Like, it looked like it's, it's about to turn into like a caste system, it seems like. like rich I, I think caste is, I think caste is too hard, it's far too hard to return. I think okay. what you're... Again, it's it's a relate it's a it's a shift in gender roles mm-hmm. and what is traditional gender roles. So again, for black women, understand that if you want a black guy, the numbers aren't in your favor in this country. 
So you can't take the same strategy that your grandmother took mm -hmm. because you're in a position that she is unfortunately was not able to participate in right. due to systematic legal discrimination and you know uh, and Jim Crow yeah. and gender just like those things are real yeah. and those things are real for generations. Factual, yeah. And so, they set us back in a lot of shit, man. Yeah. So so a lot of these women like got to understand the position that you're in. And that if you find a if you find a guy if you're able to get a guy that is in the you know that meets some of those other categories, that's great. Before you do that though, number one is you have to understand the situation that you are in. Well, number one is actually you have to be honest with yourself about what you want, mm -hmm. and what you want can be any number of things. So back to the double standard you talked about, and one of the things that I don't like that he says where he tells mm -hmm. women like, yeah, keep your body count low. Fuck that. Yeah, that's if you're crazy. 20, you know, if you did all this work, you know, you're a woman that's making well, doing well, you went to college and you're an adult or whatever, even if you did, you want to go out and get laid, go get laid. I agree. And I say protect yourself. At all, oh, it's yeah. like a fight. Protect yourself at all times. Oh, yeah. Make sure you have birth control. Absolutely. You can go get an IUD. Yeah. And an IUD is good for depending on which one you get. One is like five years. One is eight years. Yeah. And you and that protects you from pregnancy. Well, I say it is too. And I don't, as a therapist, you can obviously have a different point of view. I'm well, an educated point of view. I'm just looking at it from my own, you know, Sunday morning therapist shit. I feel like everybody should have that whole period. Like I've had, I had obviously I've had a whole run. I've had three different whole runs, right? And to be honest with you, two of them were negative. You know, it wasn't a good thing. You know, especially the second one, I was just in a horribly dark place and I went on my whole face. The last one I went on was because, hey, fuck it, I'm single. I really like vagina and there's a lot of vagina. I'm going to take as, you know, as much as I want. And I actually learned a lot about myself in that process because I wasn't doing it to heal myself, which didn't work. I was doing it just to enjoy, just to have that freedom. And now that women have that, I'm for it. Do you? You know what I'm saying? Do I want to know that you came here and you have 1,400 bodies in the last year? I'm not going to lie. That's, uh, that's a little shaky, but... I mean, I mean how often are you even going to ask that <laughs> question? Like, yeah, how many people you slept with? Like, no, you're not even really going to give a shit. I the have. Question is, I have. Okay. And women have gotten mad at me, but it was it was never like uh, like an ambush. It was in the context of the combo. And that's funny. I was talking about a girl earlier when we were talking about the sexual freedom and everything. And she said... um, that's the same kind of guy that would ask, what's my body count? Immediately curved to the left. And my response to her was like, well, that kind of comes with the freedom because I, I get asked that by almost every girl I deal with. Well, what was your body count? So if you're going to ask me that because you know what potentially my history is and what my freedoms have been, then I got to be able to ask you that same question. That's the way That's I fair. look at it. You know, I think it's only fair. It comes mm -hmm. with the territory. So I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, again, like, but, but at the bottom line of it, I don't give a fuck. Yeah. So you, so you had to be honest in that situation, right? Mm -hmm. Like it's one of those questions, like, do you really want to know? Like, okay. Yes. That's what I say. I say, if you're going to ask me, you can't throw this back in my face. You ask for the right. question. Be, be prepared, be prepared for any, never ask a question if you're not ready for any and all possible answers. Right. So if you really love somebody, you really care about somebody and like, uh, did he really do something? Yeah. What was he like before we got together? What? It might even be like, all right, well, while we together, do I really want to know That's if he's out banging or she's out with, I really don't even want to know what's going on. Cause then in my head, I'm going to be doing it. You know, my, like it reminds me of like uh, uh, Mike Tyson actually uh, uh, some years back had a daughter who was like five or six mm -hmm. and she passed away. Damn. And, and in one of the interviews they asked him, they were talking about it. And he said, you know, he never asked how she passed. He mm -hmm. never asked how she died. Yeah. He didn't want to, yeah. because he said, you know, if he knew that if he found out, 
and there was some trouble, somebody was gonna have to pay. Yeah. And so he didn't even want to go down that road. Right. And so, you know, for him, it was just like, I just need to just go on with my life. And he kept it honest with himself, yeah. Breathe and go from there. You gotta be honest with yourself. Right. So, you know, you know, if you want, if you gotta have your whole face, go have your whole face. Like mm-hmm. and and you one of the things that you just said in response, to, you know, in in your in your own, you know, time with that, mm-hmm. it's like you learn things about yourself. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, I, I think it would be, I think women would be very much so, I think our society would be much better if we have a more honest conversation about this idea of female sexuality, because mm-hmm. it's such a conflicting message that's out there. Yeah. It comes with a lot of, there's so many layers. You go and you walk into one door, that door has, that room has four doors. You walk into one of them, that door, that room has eight doors. And it, it's it's fascinating to me. It's interesting to me because I this is why I started this episode, this show too, not only to have conversations with people that might feel uncomfortable. Like, like earlier, when I said the scallywag chick and you call me out on it, that's gonna make me look bad. I'm gonna leave that shit in here. That's the point, you know what I'm saying? I'm all for it. Not that you did it on purpose. I'm just saying like, that's the whole point of this. I'm here for the combo that people don't wanna have. And I'm also here because I wanna learn your side. That's why I had Deshaun on, who's a gay man. I don't know nothing about that life. That's why I'm gonna have who we talked about earlier about their lifestyle. I don't know that lifestyle. So I, the conversations need to happen. And we live in a world where you can't say that because you like red, I like blue, so you're gonna offend me. Or, that's taboo and that's bullshit to me. You know? Yeah, we got we have to have these these conversations are 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 important to have. Mm-hmm. It actually advances our society. Fact. There there are people are having obviously a, a strong response to Kevin Samuel. Yeah. For him, people are having very strong responses to Jordan Peterson. Jordan Peterson is Jordan Jordan Peterson is a very you know cons- considered to be a very right wing conservative psychologist. Okay. Um, out of Toronto. Okay. Um, and he is a, he's a clinical psychologist. He's a professor and he kind of got, you know, kind of, you know, uh, um, made the fame. There was a, vi- a viral video of him confronting, um, some students or some students confronted him, I should say, mm-hmm. about his refusal to ref- to refer to his students as pronouns. Um, you know, oh, so there was, okay, I there was like trans, if I remember correctly, I don't remember if it was a student that was trans mm-hmm. or it was a student that that was biolo- biological sex did not match the gender pr- pr- uh, pronoun that they wanted to use. Okay. And he said, I'm not, by no means I'm going to refer to you that you're trying to over, you know, overpower me. Mm-hmm. And it became a whole thing. Mm-hmm. And so he's kind of flipped it into a similar thing that Kevin Samuels does. He actually references him in one of his videos. Right. Um, uh, but you know, he, the reason that people are that are important to have is because we have to have differing opinions at points to, pr- to move along the dialogue. Exactly. Because otherwise, what we end up doing is we end up becoming stagnant or even worse, we go down the wrong road and create prob- more problems than we would have than, than we would have would have otherwise. And I feel like that's where yeah. we're just going in general. Have, and and you know, in school, again, being a you know uh, someone who is in, in human behavior, and there were you know who also kind of teased that was like a aside enjoy someone who enjoyed history mm-hmm. and policy and politics right mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um you know one of the things that we that you learn in policy is that you have intended consequences and unintended consequences mm-hmm. which is about any decision you make mm-hmm. so when when someone makes a decision to say i'm going to be an attorney or i'm going to be a i'm going to be a neurosurgeon yeah male or female i'm making the decision to go through four or five, six years of undergrad. I'm making this, I'm making the choice to go out and possibly make an incredible amount of money 
to do fantastic work for the betterment of human existence. Right. As at multiple layers, both for humankind and the individuals that walk and their families that walk into my into my office or sitting at ER. The unintended consequence of that is you are making significant sacrifices of your life personally and in your family life. Mm -hmm. And so no matter what, you know, if you decide on the other end, okay, I'm not going to go that direction, you can make that choice. Then you're making unintended consequences on the other end where you're not able to have the kind of social or it's going to be more difficult to have the social advancement or financial advancement. Otherwise you might've, might've made another by just saying, okay, I'm just going to work a regular nine to five. Right. And that's, and that's across, and that's across genders. That's a, that's for anyone that goes in, anyone who makes those decisions. That's human. That's, that's, that's the way it is. Listen, ladies and gentlemen, you are getting a session for free by this man who charges $794,000 an hour, bro. Like if somebody guy, wants to pay me $794,000 an hour, I will take it. <laughs> yo, word, yo. This guy's good at what he does, bro. We can go on forever with this, man. We can go yeah, on let's do it again. Absolutely go. We can do this again. Again, man, do you want to plug your business? Somebody come through that's in the DC area or whatever it is, man. Sure. I'll tell you how to um, find us. We're at findingclaritycounseling.com. Um, we are, again, a middle practice here in the DC metro area. Uh, we've got therapists that are licensed here in uh, Virginia and in Maryland. We're looking to hire a few other therapists. Hey, um, we provide yeah. virtual we provide virtual counseling to folks, uh, and we take private insurance to folks who are in uh, in Virginia, Maryland, and DC. So uh, check us out again, findingclaritycounseling.com. And I went to the website, man. It's, we're not excluding anybody here, but it's a black it's a black father and a, and a, and a baby, right? I know one of the website. It's a it's a it's a lot of photos on there, but yeah, I, oh. I, that was a really good photo. So yeah, yeah, I it's like a lot that. of different pictures around there. It's, it's a, a lot of people love a site. So, you know, um, so I appreciate that. Nah, man, I appreciate you coming on the show, man, and giving that perspective. People are going to disagree with you because you didn't say what they wanted to say. Kind of like, you know, the conversation that we just had, like, is either you agree with me or it, you're invalid and you're, you're offending me or whatever. That's just a, the society that we unfortunately are moving into. But again, I'm here for it, man. Whenever you want to come here to talk about anything, bro, the platform is open. You know what I'm saying? Let's do it. Let's do it. I got an idea. Let's do it again. Yeah. Let's get somebody who actually disagrees with me. And let's have a dialogue. I, I'm sure I'll I'm sure I'll get enough of those. <laughs> sure. Let's get let's let's have let's have the dialogue. Uh, we need the dialogue to improve ours to to further us as a community and further us as a nation. That's we gotta have we gotta hash this out. That's the point, man. Um smooth seas never made a great sailor, right? You need that resistance and something else. So That's right. yeah. Jeff, you're the man. I'm proud Thanks of you, bro. In general, on, I'm very proud of you, man. And um, you know, we'll talk again soon. All right, cool. Appreciate it. Peace, man. Thank you.